Hi, I'm Samantha Swick, Chief Marketing Officer of the Americas for Inspira, and welcome to Exam Pertise. In this podcast series, we will be speaking with industry experts who will share their knowledge on the assessment challenges institutions and students are facing with the thought leaders who are passionate about the digital learning evolution that is occurring, and with Inspira leadership, who are at the forefront of creating digital exam experiences that are shaping the learning environment with each digital exam authored, delivered, monitored, and graded. So join us as we explore how to modernize the digital exam experience with exam expertise. Welcome to this episode of Exam Pertise, an Inspira-led conversation with industry experts related to digital examinations and assessment. I'm here today with Brent Mundy, Inspira's Chief Product Officer. Hi, Brent. Hey, Samantha. How are you doing? Well, thank you. Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners and describe your role as Chief Product Officer and what led you to specialize in assessment products? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, again, my name is Brent Mundy, and I am the Chief Product Officer at Inspira. And I'm naturally very curious, and and I love to figure things out. So I really enjoy complex challenges. I get a lot of satisfaction from working with people and and teams to solve those sort of challenges. And I chose education technology and 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 the assessment area specifically. Because I've always felt that if I could do a good job, somebody else would have an opportunity to help further their own education and improve their life. So on a daily basis, uh, I do that by leading the product and the design team for an education technology company called Inspira. Based on your perspective, could you share your insights on the current landscape of digital examination needs in, in higher education? We're at a very exciting time for assessment. And when I look out and see uh, news articles on almost a daily basis about tools like ChatGPT and it being able to confidently pass high-level standardized tests, it really begs for some serious introspection. And this goes to uh, for, for the test takers, for the test creators, for anyone that's involved in interpreting the results of those tests and assessments, and, and certainly for application providers like Inspira. And what that for me means is coming back to trust because trusting systems like Inspira uh, is absolutely uh, the most critical thing that everyone involved with assessment uh, needs in order to assess a student's knowledge and understanding uh, in a very reliable and repeatable sort of way. So some of the things that we're seeing and some of the trends that we're seeing very much come back to the way that assessment and learning both have been moving into online environments. And what that then means is uh, you know, a need for more authentic assessment capabilities. Because if we think about the things that we're able to do in online environments as compared to something that could happen maybe in a classroom, you know, there, there's going to be some disparity there between what can happen, uh, what is easy to happen. So we will constantly be pushing ourselves uh, to make sure that we are able to do authentic assessments uh, to the greatest degree possible. So what does that mean by breaking it down just a little bit more? It, it means making sure that we have a, a very inclusive, uh, very accessible environment. It means that test creators have the tools that they need to be able to assess that student's knowledge uh, you know, to the depth that they want to do 
uh, and the the depth that they want to go to. Um, the other things that we're seeing, and I had mentioned ChatGPT a moment ago, is uh, making sure that we have also an understanding of the way that these uh, tools are being used, um, both for good and for maybe not so good purposes, right? So as we think about those tools and we think about, you know, either detecting, uh, you know, uh, content that was written by an AI or introducing, you know, effectively a co-pilot that sits alongside the instructor or the student uh, during, uh, you know, either a test taking, uh, test creating or uh, test interpretation, uh, you know, type of scenario. Uh, what we're doing is putting the right tools in place at the right times. Perfect. Um, if we could take a slight step back, though, what are some of the deficiencies or challenges that a traditional LMS platform face when it comes to meeting the diverse assessment needs of educational institutions? Because the, the chat GDP part is really kind of the, the next generation. But today's environment, really, a lot of assessment is done within the LMS. Something that uh, I, I look back humorously uh, to was uh, an article that was uh, written by an industry analyst. Um, and, and this analyst uh, called the learning management system the minivan of education. And, and, and what they meant by this is that it does a whole lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily excel at anything particularly well. Now, this is a dated view, and I, I certainly have spent a lot of time at uh, learning management system companies. Um, so I know that uh, this is something that has evolved over time and that mostly where LMSs today are is, is very focused on certain workflows and, and doing a very good job within the teaching and learning space. Where I see the deficiencies is when it comes back to testing and, and maybe even higher stakes testing, like what you can see inside of Inspira, and where you need things like the ability to proctor. Um, the ability to uh, to lock down a browser, for instance, AI content uh, uh, detection, uh, originality checking. These type of capabilities, uh, which you can find inside of Inspira, are things that are, are add-ons uh, that, that would need to be you know, incorporated in some way or licensed as a third party inside of a learning management system. So as, as we look at uh, those testing capabilities inside of the LMS, what we see is uh, really accommodating the end-to-end -end needs of test takers and, and also those that are involved in assessing students as well. So by having a complete package and something that is very centralized and very easy to use, what we're able to do then is fill some of those gaps that the learning management system is leaving open. Now, to be very clear, uh, the learning management system is something that I, I do see uh, assessment products like Inspira living very happily alongside. So this is something where there is a very complementary nature. And what we also see are, in certain situations, clients that you know may author inside of their learning management system, or they want to use some of that uh, teaching and, and learning materials and content that they're creating, want that reflected back as assessment material inside of their learning management system. And uh, as you can imagine, inside of a, a, an ecosystem of products, the ability to link from one product to the next in a very coherent uh, and very seamless sort of way uh, it is, is also something that is absolutely needed. So by following uh, both industry standards and where necessary going deeper uh, with uh, API type of integrations, what we're able to do then is create a much more seamless experience and keep to those end-to-end -end needs that the students and instructors need from assessment. 
really assessment tool like Inspire becomes the sidecar, right? It rides along with the, the LMS system at that point. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. We're really witnessing a significant transition towards digital assessment in education. How do you see this trend contributing to the development of a digital-first, comprehensive learning environment? Yeah, so this is interesting because uh, there's almost two sides of a coin here, right? Because the digital learning environments very much are uh, coming about at a time uh, and, and coming off the heels of a pandemic. Uh, around uh, addressing necessity and addressing the needs for delivering in uh, whether it is a, a face-to-face environment and, and those uh, teaching and learning environments are sitting alongside that. Uh, you're in some sort of a hybrid environment or you're in a fully online environment. Those types of systems and, and learning management systems in particular, they've enabled a, a level of access that wasn't available uh, you know, even you know, just a few years ago. And what we've seen, and especially with the pandemic, is an acceleration into these online environments. So in some cases, driven by necessity. Um, in other cases, driven by uh, institutional practices and policies. As we all know, it's, it's much easier to start an online degree program than what it is to build a new dorm or what it is to build new facilities on campus. So there are a lot of compelling reasons why those learning environments are increasingly and progressively moving into online arenas. Now, the other side of the coin, and I mentioned that there's two sides of this, is the ability to do uh, digital assessment. And if the uh, digital assessment is something that the campus is already doing, it's creating an expectation for the students that their teaching and learning environment is going to be online as well. And this is vice versa. If their teaching and learning is completely online and they sit down with uh, you know, a bubble sheet at the end of the semester, there, there's some disparity there in expectation. So the two of these actually complement each other very well. I do believe that they do actually accelerate one another in that complementary type of nature. Um, but one thing is super clear to me, which is these online uh, environments this is something that is a, a very uh, permanent change, and it is something that will continue to evolve over time. Uh, but what I don't see is us moving backwards from that. Uh, we will continue to move deeper and deeper into these online spaces. And whether it's the teaching and learning uh, or the assessing, uh, we will certainly uh, be progressing together on that. Absolutely. I think some of the buzzwords that we're finding today in our conversations is really fostering student engagement having a personalized learning experience, and having a lot more data-driven decisions uh, happening. Um, what are your thoughts about that and the impact of digital examinations? And this is an exciting area as well, because uh, again, thinking about that, moving from a face-to-face kind of personal sort of environment to moving into an online environment, there are certain uh, trade-offs there. And, and some of the trade-off is uh, your, your instructor may not know that uh, you know you're you're looking out the window during a particular lecture, or the instructor uh, you know may not know uh, that uh, you're watching the recording of the lecture rather than showing up live for the the broadcast of the lecture itself, and those sort of things. There, there's there's some opacity that's happening in the online environments, and over time, I, I trust that those types of things, with the right monitoring and the right ability uh, to be uh, reporting back to the instructor they will become much more informed in those sort of scenarios and, and they will be able to make the adjustments that they need. Now, to the point around personalized learning, this is a place that's very exciting 
Because what we are able to do from a personalization standpoint is actually drive hyper-personalization through online environments. Because if we think about, you know, kind of the, the old days, whenever there was a physical textbook in front of you and you kind of work from the beginning to the end, that worked obviously for uh, many, many generations of, of, of students. Uh, but when we think about the degree or maybe the mastery of knowledge that an individual student might have progressing through you know, kind of a linear set of materials like that, in a digital environment, it's much easier to assess where is the student's strengths and weaknesses. You know, a student might you know, get a passing grade. They may actually get a very good passing grade, but be missing out on a particular concept that builds in the next section, in the next semester, in the next degree program. And if they don't have mastery of that particular concept, they're going to be at a deficit. So they could pass the course with a very, very high grade, but still be missing a critical piece of information. And if you're looking at it at a very high level and, and potentially, you know, the instructor looking at the results or looking at the grades, they may, you know, feel that that student is, you know, passed the class and, and everything's just fine. But there's actually a problem lurking underneath the surface. And with using, uh, you know, very deep understanding and analytics and, and testing of not only uh, the student and the assessment, but how well the assessment aligns to the standards of the course. How well the assessment is, uh, you know, actually measuring uh, is a student doing a good job or is a student, you know, maybe just kind of uh, moving from one section to the another to another. Certain insights come to the surface. And based on those insights, and we think about that personalization, tying, uh, whether it's remediation materials, uh, it's extra reading, it's additional questions that might show up on an exam. By understanding the underlying data and the student performance against that, there's an opportunity there to make that connection in a, in a very good way that helps foster that student's learning and, and helps get them the information that they need based on their own personal needs and understanding the material. Super helpful information from a faculty standpoint and even potentially a department chair standpoint. What do you think the key benefits for institutions would be or what they could expect to gain from adopting digital assessment strategies throughout the entire campus? One of the advantages of moving to a digital assessment platform is is that centralization of assessment. Uh, and again, leaning on uh, some experience and some knowledge from the learning management system world, uh, a lot of times the the metrics, the analytics, the understanding that we talked about just a moment ago of, of how a student is performing, it, it, it sometimes is surfaced inside of a learning management system, but a lot of times it's contained to just that particular course. So that course focus, and, and absolutely by design, is very, very helpful for that individual instructor. But if you start rolling that up against all of the entry-level courses that might be taught at a university, having an understanding of how uh, one course is doing compared to the next, compared to the next, that's using all of the same learning materials, that's using all of the same uh, you know, kind of base starting point, but you see very divergent results that are coming back from an assessment perspective, that's a new piece of information. And if you're not able to aggregate those sort of findings centrally, it's going to be very, very difficult to understand those things and in a way that's actionable. So the, the very first thing I would say is uh, that the centralization of assessment gives you a different vantage point in order to make determinations and, and have an understanding of, of exactly what is happening from one course to the next. 
In your opinion, what do you think some of the challenges or barriers that institutions might face during the transition to digital exams? And what do you think they can do to overcome them? So a lot of that depends on where the institution is starting, right? Because if an institution is, you know, going back to our earlier example, using uh, bubble sheets in, in order to do their testing, um, I, I, I don't need to say much more about what digital assessment can do in a situation like that, right? I mean, it, it, it provides efficiency. It provides uh, centralization. Um, it, it, it provides a consistent experience and a consistent experience that can be improved on over time that simply filling in bubble sheets is, is not going to give you. Now, if an institution is already using a learning management system, if an institution you know, might be already thinking about digital assessment in some way, and they've moved beyond uh, paper-based testing, then some of the things that I, I would be thinking about if I were in their shoes is, can I find uh, uh, the, the right partner that is able to integrate with all of my existing systems, right? Because any sort of change that you introduce on campus, uh, that's that, that's a change management uh, you know, type of activity. It, it requires training. It requires understanding. It requires administration. Um, we also know it requires you know, finance. There is, there is a business side to education. And being able to uh, work in an environment like that, having an experienced partner in an environment like that that is able to integrate across campus and into different systems is a very critical and important need. And being able to show those benefits of that type of centralization starts making some of those uh, you know, change management elements uh, a lot lower of a priority just because of how easy it is to start moving in that direction. And this goes beyond you know, kind of systems thinking and uh, you know, how a campus might approach it from a dollars and cents perspective. It, it also goes down to uh, hearts and minds. It comes into the usability of the product. It comes into the trustability of the product. So making sure that you have all of those elements right, make that sort of a change and, and any sort of momentum or inertia that is needed to initiate that change and sustain that change, those are the things that drive it through to completion. Well, thank you, Brent. I really appreciate you joining us today and for contributing to your exam expertise on um, our conversation here around assessment. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate the opportunity and uh, look forward to talking again soon. Inspire has over 20 years of experience in the digital assessment solution space, providing institutions with a platform that supports the entire examination cycle. And it revolutionizes the exam experience while providing an easy to use interface, allowing students to demonstrate their understanding of a course's subject matter, which ultimately fuels the digital learning process. The views expressed by the participants in this podcast are their personal opinions and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Inspira. Inspira disclaims any responsibility or liability for any statements made in the podcast by the participants.